listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us, starting now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Grow Further Podcast. You know, Chris, today we're going to do something a little bit different. Okay. I like something different. Before we get there, I want to share with our listeners something that I think I think is funny. I don't know if everybody shares my sense of humor, but I keep thinking about a song today no. that I feel like you were singing yesterday in your head because we knew we were going to record today. Uh-huh. We are on Baby Watch 2020, right? like Extreme Baby Watch, and I feel like you were just uh, kind of channeling the song hold on for one more day (laughs) you're really funny you don't know that i can you go a little longer can you actually (laughs) no (laughs) actually no but no i am glad that you're with us for at least one more day i am I told you. I yeah. told you. I knew you were channeling that No, song. that's good. I like the it. Song you didn't I like even it. Know. I dig it. But today we're going to do something a little bit different. So last episode, we talked about a concept that we've been kind of exploring, which is uh, reacting versus responding and what right. happens when we react to a situation versus what happens when we respond to a situation. And the cool thing is we come back, right? We come back. I don't know what that sound was. Right. Usually you do that when you go back in time, not forward in time. But anyway, fast forward. But this is for forward in time. (laughs) Fast forward in time to today where you came back from a conference where you got to present to uh, 1,200 of our leaders at CBS Health, our field leaders, around this concept of reacting versus responding. And I heard some great things. I heard that you have some stories to share, some personal experiences that people really shared, resonated with. So today we're going to do a little bit of a put Christy on the spot interview about your experience there and what you learned. I hope you're ready. I think I'm ready. So yeah, tell us about the experience itself and and where you were. Yeah. I mean, but Ellie, this is a experience that you've been a part of for many, many years. And so I had to do this without you this time. However, you know, obviously we missed you. And every single time I was in front of each group, I always told them where you were and why you couldn't be there. But uh, Paul Carroll stood in and did a great job um, helping out with this. But yeah, I mean, we had the opportunity to be on stage presenting this material around reacting versus responding. And the feedback that I'm getting, Ellie, is that it was really well received. You know, one of the things for me, and I've told you this, is it's very nerve wracking to go up on stage in front of people. But I just keep reminding myself that I was there for them. It wasn't about me. It was about them. And the content really resonated because I think you and I have a passion around human development. And if you haven't, you know, if you're new to the podcast because of RLE or because of whatever else, we just want to welcome you and just say hi. And we're so excited that you're here because we do care about developing ourselves as total people, as whole people, not just helping us to be better colleagues, but better partners, spouses, friends, family members, members of our community and so forth. And reacting versus responding helps us to do that because it is so impactful. And when you said stories to share and things like that, I mean, a lot of the stories that I shared and stories that leaders would tell me after the session is that they really related to it and connected to it, not only as a leader, but yeah, they related to, have you had a toddler pulling on your arm constantly, even though you ask them not to when you're on the phone and you're also trying to cook dinner, you're also trying to do something else. Uh, Or when a dog just wants to stop barking. 
You know, it's like these little moments in time where it can trigger us to get upset and frustrated and lose what we feel like control over emotions. I don't know, Ellie, can you relate to the phrase, your fuse is just not as long, like you got a short fuse? I think I shared in one of our most recent episodes that my fuse is even shorter right now. Being yes. Pregnant, okay. Right? So you do relate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew that you did, but just that phrase of like your fuse yeah. being a little bit shorter. I mean, I think that us as people, we can relate to that. And that's a real thing. And I think that that's what the leaders really appreciated. So if I had a chance to meet you at RLE, just know that I am so grateful for that. And I look forward to our continued relationship. And hopefully, you know, you can keep listening in because we are going to dive in a little bit deeper to what we talked about at the conference, Ellie. We're going to go into the technique around reacting versus responding. But it was an awesome time and you were missed. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And for those of you who are not our CVS Health family or family, that's okay. RLE stands for Retail Leadership Experience. And it's a conference that we hold every year, but we haven't had in three years because of COVID. So, you know, Chris is just describing how she got the opportunity to present this material and to facilitate an awesome workshop in front of our field leaders at that conference. So that being said, I'm so glad that you got the opportunity to do this. And I think that this is a really beneficial and important and pertinent topic, especially for our field leaders. Can we start with um, talking about some of the triggers? So you talked about a dog barking yeah. and not stopping. I mean, I just had to find <laughs> a crevice of my house to be able to record this in because it seemed like everywhere I was going, there was some sort of noise. So can we talk about yeah. some, right? Traffic. Some of those common triggers that might put us in a state of reactivity or might stress us out. Yeah. And and I think that we, you know, flirted around with this in part one, but we're going to take a deeper dive into it in part two. And what I hope is that if you're listening to this, you start to think and about the triggers that you might have, because if we can be aware of those, then that can help us to use the skill. And we're building upon the power of the pause from part one, where we're actually going to share a skill set with you. But one of the first triggers, one of the first things that I think impacts us all is when we are tired and burned out or didn't get really good sleep. Preach. Right? Like, I don't know how many of you can relate to that, but even last night, this is abnormal for me, but last night, Ellie, I could not stop my mind from racing. It was just racing. And I, and I laid in bed, you know, we lay down at like nine 30 or something, but I was still wide awake looking into the darkness at 1130. Like that doesn't normally happen to me, but I just couldn't shut my mind off. And I wonder if any of you have ever had a situation like that. You just can't shut your mind off. That means that today I know that the quality of my sleep, I woke up throughout the night as well. The quality of my sleep wasn't as good. So I just need to be on alert a little bit within to say, Ooh, is my fuse a little bit shorter? And it actually has been a little bit today. I've noticed I've needed to regulate more because of that. But anytime that you're tired and distressed, that is definitely one thing. I can imagine that another trigger might be when there's a lot of change happening in your life all at once. Ooh, change at work, change at home. I mean, we just moved from Georgia to Tennessee like a couple of weeks ago. So absolutely, my fuse was a little bit more on edge during that move just because there's so many things happening. Changes at work, you know, just transformations, things that are going on. Leadership changes, yes. anything. Even even technology changes. Just, I mean, any type of change can be very stressful for individuals and could be a trigger. Absolutely. Um, what else? What other triggers did you discuss with those leaders that you had the opportunity to be in front of? Yeah, yeah. Another one is just poor mood. 
Like, Ellie, have you ever just woken up on the wrong side of the bed? I mean, yeah, I have. You know, like, I'm, you're just not feeling good. Like, you're not necessarily stressed. There's not a whole lot going on. But you just aren't in the greatest mood. That might be a moment where you might need to say to yourself, ooh, I, my fuse might be a little shorter. I might be more likely to react rather than respond if I'm not aware of it. That was another one. Another one is just threats, perceived threats, like things that maybe challenge me. I'm perceiving things as a threat, like, ooh, this could hurt me. Um, Yeah, Uh, or something that's unknown or unclear. So if there's any type of uncertainty, that could be threatening. So if there's something going on in your life and you don't have the answers, you you know that something's happening, but you don't necessarily know what's going to happen as a result of that thing, or even you get that text message that's like, call me ASAP. There's uncertainty. You don't know what it's about. So that increases stress. And when we don't know, that increases anxiety and feelings of loss of control. We start telling ourselves a story about the worst possible scenario, too. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. So, yeah. And the key here is perceived threat. So maybe it's not even real, but you're just telling yourself that it's real or an actual threat. Right. So those are things that can cause us to be more reactive. You know, there's one thing that I didn't tell our leaders last week and I was like, oh man, I should have put it on the slide and I didn't. What is it? Can you guess? Like what's a trigger that we haven't talked about? I could tell you're like, no, just tell me. Yeah. Just tell me. Um, It's caring. Like that's what I would put. If you really care deeply about something, then you might be more likely to react when that thing is maybe it connects to the threat maybe challenged. Yeah. So just caring a lot. Like if you're the type of person that you love to win, you know, you just love your job so much. You care about the people that you serve so much that it can make it easier in certain moments to react rather than respond because you just want to fix it. You just want to do what needs to be done. And sometimes we can do that. If we go back to the definition of reacting, it's one action meeting another action in an immediate or rash manner, we might be more likely to do that rather than exercising the intention and consideration before taking action, which is responding when you just really, really care about something. That's interesting. I really like that. And I also love what you said about how these triggers, these elements are important to be aware of and are important to know because you may just have to be on high alert, right? You may just have to understand Mm -hmm. That because these things happened, your fuse might be shorter and you are a little bit more likely to react versus respond in any situation or if something is thrown at you that day. So I I think that it's an important message that we're not trying to say, eliminate these triggers because there are some that are out of your control. No. However, right, if, if they come about, be aware, be on high alert, just be more cognizant of the fact that your fuse might be shorter, your tolerance level might be decreased. Yes. Did you mean to segue us into the technique that we shared with our leaders last week and the technique we're going to share with all of our listeners now? Did you mean for that? If I say yes, will I sound really smart? Totally. Just say yes. (laughs) Sure. I did. (laughs) No, that's a beautiful segue. So we've talked about some of the triggers and, and, you know, Ellie and I still want you to think about those things where you just tend to get a little bit more frustrated. You know, ooh, I need to be aware I might be more reactive in this moment when this happens. And that introduces us to the skill. So I want all of you to imagine a stoplight, right? You've got a red light. Is it yellow or orange? I never know. Like Yellow. It's yellow. Okay. 
It's yellow. Cool. Okay. So you have a red light, <laughs> you have a yellow light, and you have a green light. And so this is a three-part technique that we're going to share with you. And it is based in some evidence and in, in science. Um, so this isn't something that Ellie and I, we did come up with the acronym. However, we're using the basis of implementation intentions by Gabrielle Oettingen, when then thinking or if then thinking, you know, Ellie, I think you and I should probably do. And I did just say should, didn't I? But that's okay. We should probably do an episode on that a little bit later to dive deeper, but we will give you an introduction to implementation intention through this three steps. Okay. So the first step, and I want you to imagine the red light is this it's W and we have an acronym for you. Okay. So the first letter is W when you realize you're in a reactive state triggered by a stressor, stop yourself from taking immediate action. Okay. So when you realize that you're triggered, stop yourself from taking immediate action. That's the red light. That's the W. That's the power of the pause that we talked about last episode as well. Stop yourself. Yes. It's stop yourself. And that does, that pause also is going to come in within the next step, but yes. So here's Mm. the thing that I want to dive a little bit deeper on with this one. What we're not telling you everybody is that when you're triggered by a stressor to stop thinking or to stop having that human reaction that's going on internally, this is that moment when you get that email and you have that moment where you're just like, I'm going to reply to this person right away. The angry typing, bam, blah, 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 blah. and you would never actually send it, but you typing it, I don't know, that can be really therapeutic. You know, I've done that over the last week. I've had a couple of emails that I knew I would never send, but I just wanted to write them out because it's like, it just feels good to get what's in my mind out on the screen. And then maybe I send it, maybe I don't, but it's have your human reaction, but just don't take action from it. Write the email that has your true raw thoughts <laughs> and telling that person how you really feel or that text message, tell them how you really feel, but don't hit send. Okay. So just stop from taking that immediate action. That's the first step to going from reacting to responding. And that's really the awareness step. So that's why if you don't have an awareness of what your triggers are, it's going to be hard to use the skill. It's going to be hard to know when you need to take that out of your toolkit. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why the first letter is a W red light. When you're aware that you're triggered by a stressor, stop yourself from taking immediate action. Now, yeah, just stop. Yes. I love how you did the hand. It's making me think of like the Britney Spears song where she like puts her hand. Never mind. I don't even want to go there. Just need to stop. (laughs) All y'all are like, what are you talking about? Okay. So the next piece to this three step routine in order to go from reacting to responding is the letter T. And this is the yellow light. So when you notice that you're triggered by a stressor, stop yourself from taking immediate action, then slow down. Isn't that what yellow means? For some of y'all, y'all are like, that means speed up for Uh, me. But what we mean, which is not good for this, for this, this it is actually slow down. Okay. So slow down, take a breath, reflect and reset. This is your opportunity to lower those negative emotions, to bring it down to more of a, what's the word that I'm looking for here? I was about to say homeostasis, but that's like accurate, but that's like a really hard word that I don't even know if I can define. Just bring yourself back to, it's starting to get yourself to curious, right? Steady state. A steady steady state. state. Yeah, a steady state. And this is where we get to hit that reset button for ourselves. And this is going to look different for everybody. For some people, the T, which is the then. So we have the when then. That's what the WT stands for. For some of you, it's going to be just taking that deep breath and just clearing your mind, right? For others of you, it's going to be taking that deep breath, which activates the parasympathetic nervous system. That activates our rest and digest. This is where we get to not only digest food, but digest information. 
that's the really big key here. And I, I know we talked about in that last episode, Ellie, that was something that you brought into my awareness. I loved that. But that's really what we're trying to do is we're trying to digest information, open up our minds a little bit. Ellie, I know I love the example that you share. You're dancing right now. So maybe for some of you, it's taking a moment just to move your body around a little bit and do a little dance as part of that tea to help you reset. Listening to your favorite song, maybe that's something that you can do to help you reset. Ellie, I know that you have a rock that your boys made for you that you keep on your desk. It's a shell. A shell. A shell. shell. I definitely Mm -hmm. listen to you. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a seashell that uh, Nico made me, my oldest, and he colored it in its rainbow colors because he loves rainbows. And he signed it from him and his brother on the back. And it just, I, I can't help but have a smile on my face when I look at it. So when I think about that W and that T, that's those encompass the power of the pause. And I have a question though. So WT, what comes next? Uh-huh, uh-huh. What comes to mind for all of you? What do you think the next letter is going I to mean, be? I mean, I have a letter in mind, but I, I don't know if it's appropriate for public it's, television. It, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's probably not going to be that. So here, here, what we have been talking about is we've been talking about responding, right? And so that's what we mean. So W, when you're triggered, Then we slow down, we take that breath, and then we respond. And the respond is all about, which what we've been talking about, being intentional and being considerate and getting curious, okay? So the state of mind that we want to be in is curious. We want to respond by getting curious and go, which is the green, go search for a response that leads to the outcome you want while inspiring trust along the way. Hmm. So how can we do that? So it's when, then respond. When, then respond. WTR. Think of that stoplight. And so when you're out there and you're triggered by a stressor or something along those lines, just remember WTR. And here's a twofer, a way to remember WTR. The first way, and then I'm going to throw it over to you, Ellie, to close this out okay. for the second way. Here's how you can right. remember WTR. One of the first ways is what word do you do you think of when you hear WTR, Ellie? I think of water. Water. <laughs> I don't know why we just all of a sudden went there, because but we it's just like. Did. Void of any Why not? vowels. I don't you know. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> water. water. <laughs> That's me trying to say WTR. But yeah, water. So when you're really stressed or triggered, take a drink of water, right? When then respond. That's one way. And actually drink, taking a drink of water probably wouldn't be a bad thing either. But Ellie, I love the way that you describe the next way to remember WTR. So it also has to do with water. But when I was thinking about WTR, I thought about the fact that reacting is almost like a huge wave coming at you in the middle of the ocean and knocking you over. You can either let the wave knock the crap out of you, right? And knock you over. Mm -hmm. Or What's the other thing? I remember being little and putting my hands up and jumping over the wave and riding the wave. So I think of when we actually use WTR and we respond, we're riding that wave and we're allowing the ocean to take us with it versus knock us over. So those are the ways that I like to remember WTR and I love the ocean. So that works for me. So You know, Chris, I'm really grateful that you got the opportunity to talk to all of our leaders about this. I'm even more grateful that we got the opportunity to share this skill with all of our listeners. Me too. And we hope that you think about WTR the next time you are having a day where you might be triggered and might be stressed. And we hope you ride the wave and take a drink of water instead of reacting. Thanks so much for being with us on this episode of Grow Further. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. See ya. 
Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode. Thank you.